American Horror Story Hotel, Episode 8, The Ten Commandments Killer, is over, and the mystery is over as well, here on Poster Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wigger. Here's Stephen Fishback. Woo! I yes. actually love this episode, Josh. And yeah, me too. It's going to sound... Uh, oh, so, okay. Well, I, I thought I was taking this, like, really co- controversial opinion and loving it because, you know, it's such... It's like this obvious reveal that we've been anticipating uh-huh. for so long, and you had called this, like, basically from episode one, I think you called this. I don't remember when. It I mean, was I th- very early. I think it was, I think it was around Devil's Night was when I called it. I, I think that I felt a lot smarter than I probably ought to have felt because I think a lot of people started picking up on it right around then. Yeah. But it, even so, like the most yeah. telegraph twist pro- possibly in any show airing right now. Listen, uh, I mean, not to get into Walking Dead spoilers right now. <laughs> I, will go, I, guess we we don't can, watch, I guess I don't watch that many shows airing. <laughs> we, can, we can avoid the G word, uh, but we could just oh, say right, that, right, right. The, the dumpster diving yeah. twist is uh, very much out there right now. But, but uh, you know, like knowing that it was coming and finally having it happen, I thought they executed it so well. You know, such a, it's a fun episode, a great episode. I'm excited to talk about it with you. Yeah, me too. I'm also just excited to talk to you about this, uh, Stephen. We've been off the air for for two weeks now, thanks to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to uh, thanks to that. We we didn't get to chat. It would have been really great to check in with you last week because no, nothing important happened in your life last week. <laughs> it w- w- wouldn't that, that have been great if, we, if if our American Horror Story had scooped all of my exit interview, uh, uh, you know, interview podcasts. For, yeah, for that's. But how was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was probably weird because all of that was aired out into the into the universe. It was a weird day. I hope everyone and you know got to enjoy their Thanksgiving with thoughts of my uh, feet <laughs> severe and severe gastrointestinal distress. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. It was good because I was like done. You know, like I knew this was coming. I'd kind of been dreading it. Right. I didn't know how it would be played. You know, there's so many ways. Knowing that I was like pooping in the rain. You know, like yeah. there are so many oh, ways no. that that could come hashtag? off on TV. <laughs> if you got a new hashtag. Yeah. Um, you know, I could look like a, a doofus. I could look like you know, like there's just so many ways, and I really felt that they played it well. You know, they showed that it was miserable and they showed that it was terrible. They didn't like, you know, like do like a wacky montage of me like running out of the shelter 17 times. Um, so I, I was happy with it and I was glad that it was done and I'm excited to just like watch the season from now on and not have to worry about what stupid thing I'm going to be shown doing. Yeah, so I, I got to interview Steven uh, late this past week. Uh, that interview is not written up yet, but it will be at some point soon. So maybe this is like kind of going to be unofficially. We're going to, we'll, we'll talk about some stuff here, but let's mostly, let's mostly talk about horror story yeah let's get uh, to it so let's get to it let's let's you know we, we've talked about it we didn't say it specifically let's say the specific thing the 10 commandments killer is revealed and it's john lowe of course john lowe which we've <laughs> it's edward mordrake yeah <laughs> edward that would be that's the <laughs> twist we're all waiting for john lowe with a lot of assistance though so john lowe with yeah the whole like you know it takes a village to be a serial killer and uh that's that's what this was about no, it was cool. I liked that. I mean, so so you you brought this up already. Like, yeah, people people had. T- it was kind of a little bit telegraphed. People were starting to put the pieces together, and the show was kind of probably a, a little slower to reveal it than um, than maybe it could have been. I, I don't think that they anticipated that everyone would have picked, pieced together all of the all of the puzzle pieces this quickly. But I, I liked just how. It was straight to business. You know, this episode is called The Ten Commandments Killer. It's not like some yes. final some final reveal where Wes Bentley stands tall and crazy right. for the first time. Right. It's just right up front. It's like, by the way, this thing that you guys all knew, it's totally the thing. Yes. So let's just give you an episode that explains everything about it. Like it's you know you know the who, you don't know the why and the how, and let's talk about that. So that's I love exa- that. that's I completely agree with you. That's exactly what I loved about it. There was no like like big tease, you know, it was just like, all right, I'm gonna show you 
something, you're not going to like it. You immediately see that it's him. No, like big crazy reveal at the end. And you're right. It gets into his psychology, like, and the practicalness. So it like basically goes back in time, five years past and explains all of these different scenes in detail. And so it's like kind of all these like things that have been alluded to, all these clues we put together, it really went through and like worked through them one by one in a way that I really loved. Like every passing glance, you know, is is suddenly accounted for. And just the the way that it really kind of strung this narrative together in reverse was I I I I too really enjoyed it. Well, I think, you know, we, we just talked about timing uh, a little bit with your Survivor episode and how it kind of it sucked that that was on Thanksgiving. It was a crazy back-to-back episode that a lot of people really would have loved to have heard your take on pretty immediately. And I think that there's something similar with the Ten Commandments Killer episode and the most recent episode of Horror Story, which left off with the Ren thing. Ren gets herself killed right. and kind of leaves it on this this cliffhanger where you know it's Wes Bentley. Can you yeah, just talk yeah. about it? Can we Please yeah. just talk about it rather than having to wait two weeks. Yes. Uh, so that I think maybe just in terms of pacing, that was one thing that I wish that we could have just had this episode a week. Ago. It's got to be the terrible to write television in the age of like the internet critic, you know? No, yes. no, just like knowing that everyone is reading, you know, that there are a few people whose entire job is to dissect your narrative. Hi, that, hello, I'm Josh Wick. Yeah, exactly. You're the part of the problem. <laughs> I'm absolutely part of the problem. And then, you know, you're disseminating your insights to... Uh, the the vast you know the the the, the general public and so it's like right. there's no there's no way to put something over on someone and that's always what I've loved about American Horror Story ironically is that it, it it's kind of avoided that problem by being so off the wall although this is not an example of that this is sort of an example of the the other thing no but I but I think that it it sort of is like to the point that that when they do reveal that Wes Bentley that John Lowe is the Ten Commandments killer and they reveal that before the credit break um yes. that it's it's again it's just it doesn't matter that that's the reveal it's now like okay so you knew that so let's talk about what's absolutely batshit crazy about this right right um and that's the stuff that you don't necessarily predict right the fact um, that he's been inspired by a ghost and a and a rage demon too or yeah, or you know. that's been those have been the driving forces behind behind everything and you know all these these trips to the to the cortez that he's been making over the past five years i hadn't picked up on any of those clues well i don't know if those you know certainly we see him move in but i don't think any of the clues of him having you know doing you know uh, we had the clues of him having been there before he you know visited for the first time i don't know if that was right um but yeah, and, and also such a great episode for Evan Peters, you know, like we've been, we, this is like Evan Peters in like full, you know, full effect. Uh, he was going like full Peters. Oh, he went full Peters and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, James Patrick March is the best Evan Peters character on American Horror Story. Are you there yet? Are you getting close? This, I mean, I, I love Tate so much, you know, from the first season. I thought that was like such an incredible performance. Um, you know, for pure ridiculousness is like shambling Frankenstein from, from season three. Yeah, of course. Yeah. These are great, but this is transcendent. This, this, is- this episode might have tipped the scales for me. Um, I mean, you could, you could make the, uh, listen, Jessica Lang has won Emmys for, yeah. you know, for this role. You, could make, a, you yeah. could make an argument that Evan Peters deserves at least an Emmy nomination for being so convincing as this super weird 1920s dude. I just love that the same guy who played this like sensitive, like soul full you know school shooter in season one is now this like scenery chewing 1930s villain in in scenery like uh, in, in season five so uh, yeah it's uh yeah, it's, it's been great and i like that they explained it too that like uh, john lowe calls him out on like looking like a cartoon right he's like you sound funny yeah he says 
you know, you sound like a 1930s movie. You look like one too. Like, right. you know, among the American horror story lines that are on the nose, which some of, the, some, some of, the, one of the great things about this show is some of these like incredibly on the nose lines of dialogue. Like that's pretty great. It was good. I thought that that was great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's called out. I don't know. I, I was watching it with, uh, with my wife last night and, uh, we decided that he kind of looks like evil Gomez Adams. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, and I thought that that was good. Uh, but no, I thought that, I thought that he was great. It was cool to see that he was involved in this thing. And I think maybe there had been some speculation about that. Um, but I, I was, I was more along the mind of that, um, that Lowe was really just, off the walls crazy and this was like a self-inspired thing maybe he was the addiction monster that's something that we had talked about a little bit we saw him in the mirror i think right episode of the previous one right but no instead he's just you know he's one of these serial killers that march has been cultivating over the years and we get a little more insight into that as well that you know uh like eileen wernos and jeffrey dahmer and those people that uh had been around for for the devil's night soiree those are people that he had encountered over the years because he was hoping that maybe somebody could complete his masterwork yes yes um and then the the idea that because we had this story before from from low about this crazy homicide or cra- you know crazy uh what was it her mod- homicide suicide with the the, the girls who right. suffocated and then the, the father who killed himself this was some traumatic thing and then the idea that this comes back as something that has tipped him you know tipped his entire psyche in the scales towards like a, a sense of purposelessness and the fact you know one thing that was always getting us was like the you know the fact that his son or that all sort of like flustered me was the fact that his his son happens to be the one you know who was abducted like a little bit too much coincidence there and that then the way that they made this kind of part of his narrative, you know, that this was a deliberate attempt from James March and the Countess to push him over the edge by abducting his child, I thought was a really nice, you know, way of kind of combining all these different narratives. Yeah, I loved how they tied that together. I, I you know, it would have been weird if it was just like, well, Lady Gaga's like, oh, that kid has super awesome blonde hair. Let's <laughs> let, let me let me grab that kid. This universe has six people in it, so yeah, yeah. There was that kind of sense of like, what is the connection between all these different people, all these different storylines? You know, how is this all going to tie together? You know, we certainly still have that with the. Uh, vampire children like when do they come back but still in the mix yeah still, still in, the mix. in the mix let's not forget the vampire children i don't think we're forgetting the vampires yeah. they're still out there uh but yeah you know that was something that was interesting too is uh is the countess when she's being told like um you know when we first see low come to uh come to march that first scene it's one of the one of the monthly dinners between the countess yeah. and march and he's kicking her out and she's kind of interested in feasting on him and you do get the sense that it's, it's just more of that rudolph type that she likes yes exactly exactly so i think that that confirmed that yeah um really terrible performance this week from lady gaga i feel like of <laughs> really you thought it was terrible oh god like with those blue eyes i'll be the countess of whatever you like baby like it was <laughs> yeah. like it was like you know it was one of those like speech to te- or text to speech programs you know like it was like, it was like- <laughs> Yeah, I th- I thought that it was fine. I didn't. I, it didn't bother me that much. But thinking about it, you know, I I do think that, th- you know, she's been so, um, you know, she's been such a dominant. You know, she's been such a dominant force right. in this season that like every time she's in there, she's really chewing things up. And there was something a little more submissive about that. You know, she was definitely playing second fiddle in that room, and it felt weird. Right. Because like, every time right. she's in a room, she kind of sucks the air out and's the person in charge, and she didn't feel like she was in charge in that. Much. I think it's a great way of like, uh, yeah, of articulating it. Because you're right. Like that probably was what was so weird about it. Was she just like she just had like a few vampy lines and then kind of had to like slink out of there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's not like, that's not Gaga, you know, and and she's great at playing Gaga and maybe not great at like playing 
non-gaga non-gaga yeah um so we we have this reveal now we've been we've been tracking it for a while i thought that i i think it's great that you pointed out um how this connects back to holden getting abducted but you know i i keep going back to this idea that that you've floated out there about american horror story like you don't see the bullets coming um how much do you think that this was planned how much do you think that this was planned in advance versus ryan murphy's going along this season it's like hey you know what'd be cool this one i think had to be planned right there were so many little things and it was so apparent like out of the gate um and i don't think like you know what 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 is this guy's plot otherwise you know why is he in the hotel at all you know and and that it also does make sense like one of the things out of the gate we were like all right this detective is clearly like what is he doing going to sleep in the hotel just because he got a threat from the hotel it didn't make sense and now like a lot of his decisions along the way do make sense in retrospect like it makes sense that he'd go back to live at the hotel because he was you know this was that was where you know he could be his his own psychological lunatic self so at least it's the company line um west bentley he's been giving interviews now he's like oh i can talk about it i don't have to lie to vulture anymore uh so he he gave an interview interview to variety and says that he's known that john is the 10 commandments killer from the get-go well do you think Um, it's do you think that's not the case like i don't see how like anything makes sense no i i buy it i buy it um i i do i do think so i think that so much of it had been had been sewed in the past few episodes that it would have been really strange if he wasn't the 10 commandments killer so i think that they'd been building it up for a while i don't know i'd have to go back and watch the very first episode right um i would like to see if there's if there's clues in there because they're talking um that they're saying that there are uh west bentley says here the first time i sat down with ryan murphy obviously he described the season the idea of the hotel and who john was we talked about the family stuff and then we saw the first two scripts and we were preparing to shoot and i asked him a bunch of questions and he immediately answered me and said stop for a day so i wondered what was up and then he called me the next day and said look i don't want anyone to know nobody can know this but you're the guy and i don't want you to play it but i want you to sort of let it be in your subconscious and when we shoot the first episode we'll pick moments where we can do stuff so i'd like oh, to go back oh, to that oh. first episode like, and see where the they stuff yeah what, what stuff did they do well it would be interesting to see him like checking in and like does kathy bates know in that in that you know because theoretically that character knows right and so like does that actress know when she's checking him in that first time because i actually loved that moment when they when they played that check-in this episode yes and it's yes. like basically a rehash of that first one and she's playing that like sort of total night she's playing it straight as like oh yeah here you welcome you know um and then he's playing it straight too and then totally drops the act and they both kind of drop the act and it was great little uh tete-a-tete among between those two as well yeah i think i think she was probably in the dark and i i it's very easy to see how that would work because that character was supposed to just be playing it totally straight right um i i loved that too i thought that that scene was really great between iris and low where she was just like oh thank god finally you know she's like us yeah <laughs> like oh we can talk about it it's great uh yeah exactly exactly yeah. exactly so what do, you, what do you think of the fact that every time you know that low had been coming here for years and years and years and every time he leaves the hotel that's what causes him to forget that he's uh ha- he's he has this secret life because the hotel is greedy according to hypodermic yeah there was a lot of stuff that didn't like quite because like nobody else seems to have that problem when they leave the hotel um unless that's like why will drake is still with the countess he's like i forgot that i was gay (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. And like, you know, what's her name? Uh, you know, Mrs. Lowe, uh, Alex Lowe, it keeps on going back to her, you right. know, to her, her jaw. It's just, it's a little bit not, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't love, love Is that. there something more there or is that just, uh, it's not like, the, you know, it's like George, it's like midichlorians, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't focus on it. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't, we don't uh, need yeah. like the, the biological explanation why someone is crazy. You know, he's just yeah. crazy. Murphy chlorians. That's all. Mur- <laughs> Murphy yeah. Glorians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I think that you could you could get really annoyed by that if you really wanted to. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth it. Um, we also find out that this is why. I mean, I don't know if it's why hypodermic Sally cries all the time. No, I still. She was crying when they first. So go ahead, explain. Go. I'm before well, I jump all over what you're saying. No, no, no. I think. I think you know. It certainly speaks to why she cries around John Lowe so much because she's super, super in love with this guy. Right. And has been for five years. But They've she, been like an on again, off again. She was crying when they first met, like in that first scene where he first walks into the bar, um, you know, it's like, I need a drink. Um, she's already crying. Yeah. I, I, she, there's something that bugs me. It's like too much of like a character trait, you know, it's like too, um, again, I guess too on the nose. Like, let's do something. I don't know. The fact that she's always crying all the time. It's just it's like too noticeable. I don't want to be the guy who's going to point out that you are complaining about somebody crying on TV too much. <laughs> I, <laughs> I cried, I feel twice. Like I, I I cried like... twice and I, Jeremy's cried more than I have on TV. It's I crazy. Just, I'm, just... I'm just in the commercials crying all the time. So everyone just thinks I'm weeping all the time. I'm just, I'm just beating the, tr- uh, I'm beating the crowd God. to the punch. So just, I well, that's why, it. you know, as someone who's, who's a, uh, you know, a renowned TV weeper, you know, I know uh-huh. what the, I'm in a perfect position to criticize. Fair enough. No, that's true. She's doing it wrong <laughs> yeah it's what your people yeah you can make fun of those jokes you can make the weepy jokes not everyone can make the we- i apologize no no no. i thought it was good it was funny okay i'm sorry i apologize stop uh but 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 we we find out that they've had this hot and heavy relationship for a while and we we start to get sort of an idea of this deal that struck between her and march um surrounding low that seems to be whenever whenever john finishes this job tell me if you're if you're thinking along the same lines that they're gonna that he's gonna be totally cool with john low getting killed off in the cortez so that he can be with sally forever oh yeah that's where i thought that that's where i thought they were going right like i thought that that's sort of like that was the idea is that she gets her eternal love story and that probably is where the show will go too right like that was kind of how uh the first season ended up where right like the people who were happiest were the people who just basically accepted being ghosts forever and like kind of like made their ghost life of it um and uh you know I, that's where i imagine these people are the thing i don't get still and i wanted to talk to you about is like What's like this, like the whole addiction monster thing? And like, uh, yeah. March has some line about like, it, it has to feed because of your perversions. It has to feed, even if it's feeding on you. Like, I, I don't really get what that, what, it's like the smog monster. Like, what is it, this thing? Isn't the smog monster, isn't that Edward Mordrake? The green smog? Oh, I'm more mad like Lost, where it's like, like threat thing that we're trying to explain in reverse. How long did you go with Lost? They totally explained that, dude. Yeah, I mean, I only want to think three seasons. I had to give up. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You're not missing much. I, I don't care for the show that but much. But I thought the whole thing about Lost was that, like, it was, like, after the fact. They had, like, they threw all this cool stuff in, and then after the fact, we're, like, trying to explain it away, but in, in, like, retroactively. 
Uh, well, I think that they definitely did that, but I think that they retroactively were like, oh, these are the things that we've done with the smoke monster, and here's an answer for the smoke monster that could be really awesome based on those puzzle pieces we threw out at the wall. Like right. We threw a bunch of crap at the wall, and now we can see a pattern, and it makes mostly makes sense. It doesn't make complete sense, but I thought it was a really great answer on Lost. Yeah. Um, but for, for the addiction monster, for the addiction demon, um, I don't know. You know, this is, for me, this isn't, you know, I, I don't have that Ten Commandments insight that a bunch of people had. You know, I, I don't have a good read on what the deal is there. Is it just some sort of projection of Sally? Is that the is that the jet black aura that is emanating from John Lowe? Is it Sally's aura? Is it something completely different? Is it some monster that died in the hotel? I have no idea. So that's, you know, I guess that that's kind of the new mystery that I'm wondering. Right. How they're going to unmask, whether or not you're unmasking the monster itself or just unmasking like the origin of the monster. I think that still needs to be settled. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like it was something that like emerged from the blackness of the hotel that that they had like a responsibility to feed and like maybe yeah and maybe the, the the crazy killing is part of that it's like now that low is addicted to eh, who knows i mean there's some, a zillion ways to explain this away i mean i thought that i thought it couldn't be because of low because it existed prior to low right like in that flashback they're having you know it's already there yeah so i think it's independent of low yeah low's got enough going on yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't need to be the addiction demon as well yeah um, low, uh, low in, low in March. So March wants low to be the guy to satisfy his 10 commandments thing. He was starting this off back in the 1920s, but he only killed two people. He only, he only got two trophies or three maybe at most. And so he's spent all of this time since the twenties till now finding somebody nearly a century, trying to find somebody to complete what he calls his masterwork. Yeah. Uh, but like this was, I mean, it seems kind of strange that he was so fixated on this thing. But he's not, you know, I, I, he's, he's a strange guy. You know, I, I'm willing to like accept that some of his motivations are strange. I agree, though. It's not like he built a hotel. You know, he built like a murder hotel, and he just like wants to kill more people and like get their or like their organs. Like it, it, yeah. it feels very achievable compared to the things he's actually done. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's killed a ton, a ton, a ton of people, and you're right. Like, it's, he's, he's done a lot of really bad things that this shouldn't be so hard, and yet it's taking him almost a hundred years to, to get this one done. I like how he says, like, he, he likes the simplicity of it. It's around number 10. I like the theme. It's good thematically. Yeah. So it's just, like, I guess it's, you know, he's an artist. He has multiple paintings. It's, you know, it's an, any, anybody, you know, if you're a novelist, you're going to write multiple books. Right. Uh, if you're a TV show guy, hopefully you're making a few shows. T- uh, TV so he, show guy? Aren't you like, is this from the expert? <laughs> TV show guy? Yeah, that's the official title. That's okay, what they okay. call him. Uh, so you know he's he's trying to he's trying to come up with a with a new painting. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And like it's unclear like what happens when this masterwork is because isn't, isn't it supposed to be like some indictment of our society? But it's just kept in a closet. Yeah, so no one, no one really knows. So I don't, I don't know what the, what the big goal is. If there's some sort of big spectacular finish that he's going to put on display somehow. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's good for him. I'm glad he's got hobbies here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you're a ghost, you've got to find something to occupy your time. That was basically right. What the lesson was uh, last week. I like that he, you know, he he said to the countess, "How's daylight? You know, what is that like? Yeah, How's it, yeah. What's it like outside?" Yeah. He's he's been inside for a while. Uh, what did, were you sad to see Detective Han go? And in the way that he went was brutal. Stabbed by his friend. Stabbed by his friend, and then his uh, his, his things were taken. Yeah, I was not sad because that person barely re- registered as a character. <laughs> But now there's no one normal on the show. Yeah. There's nobody normal left. Everyone is, um, yes, you're right. Everyone is a crazed vampire, ghost, or demon. 
and we've been tracking that for a while, but now it's really official. Uh, yeah. You know, just run, let's run down the line of the main characters. Yeah. Iris. Iris is a vampire. Iris okay? is a vampire. Yes. Hypodermic Sally is a ghost. ghost. Yes. James Patrick March. Ghost. Detective John Lowe. Uh, he murder. He's like a, a psychopath. So he's Evil. like, he's like a human though. He's a human. He's human murderer. Yeah, human, human murderer. Human murderer. <laughs> but, but straight up murderer. Yeah. Uh, Donovan, vampire. Alex, vampire. Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor is normal. Liz Taylor is the most normal person on the show. Liz Taylor and Will Drake are the last ones left. Yes. And Will Drake's uh, son. And Will Drake's son. Yeah. And I guess technically um, Lowe's daughter. And uh, we've got multiple different uh, vampire Finn Whitrocks. So many. Yeah. How many are we up to at this point? Like 4,000? 4,000, I think. I think we've got 4,000 yeah. Fitchrocks. <laughs> I believe the number was 4,000. What, what, what was the winner? Was it Fitchrock 1 or, or Fitchrock 2? I think that it, it seemed even. I only could i could only register the ones that agreed with me so uh, yeah i know and i saw you condemning the people who didn't well that's the way to get opinion to be on your side is by castigating those who disagree with you it's ruthless yeah i like it yeah so liz taylor and will drake are the last normalish people on the show um when do they get totally screwed over Liz Taylor's going the going the distance, right? I think Liz Taylor is sacrosanct because it's uh, he, you know she is Liz Taylor going to be like the Ripley of this thing, um, like action hero going to save the day type of thing. Oh, interesting. Well, we I mean she was a badass in this episode, right? Like she, like, yeah. you know, threatened low, pulled out a gun. You know, she's got all kinds of tricks up her sleeves. Um, I yeah, I liked. I think she's just going to be sort of like the thing that exists or the, you know, the, the, she's going to be the, the enduring thing in the hotel as like the, the source of humanity. Cause that's what I she like is, right? That. She's a source of humanity. Yeah. So far. I mean, there's no one, who else are you going to choose from? Yeah. Like literally humanity. And also she's a re- she's a reader, you know, and, and, and literature is our, our greatest something, something, something. I like that. Yeah. Someone said that once. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys don't know this, uh, but when I talked to Steve, Steven earlier this week during our exit interview, do you remember what my final question to you was? No. I asked you who the Ten Commandments killer is <laughs> because we, we didn't we didn't know yet. Uh, and I asked you that because there had been a theory that had popped up online, Joe. I guess, earlier this week. It's Joe. <laughs> it's Joe. It was Spencer, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And you're, you're Detective Han. I would have liked... More, I think, if it was uh, Survivor Hotel and uh, American Horror Story Cambodia. Well, don't they say that part of you dies out there and never leaves? Is that yeah? That is true. That's I, why I, all of you survivors are so crazy. Yeah, is that why I've been ghost podcasting from <laughs> from the island? Ghost back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's there there was this there's this crazy theory that started floating around before, I, and I think that this was probably out of desperation because uh, it, like it was obviously John Lowe, and it's just let, let's come up with some alternate right. solution. Was this crazy uh, so, theory started by Ryan Murphy? No, I don't know. Maybe it could be like uh, yeah, it was a plant. Yeah, let's just put it out there into the universe. But the theory was that Will Drake was the uh, was the Ten Commandments killer because Will Drake had no other. Had no other personality, was just kind of Witchrock-esque, and had nothing beyond that. Yeah. And the theory suggested that Will Drake was Liz Taylor's son grown up. Oh. Ah, uh, interesting. That's that's a lot. I mean, you know, who knows? It's like, that could be true. I mean, as much as any things on this show could be true. You know, like, string two things together, and those two things could be true. I think it's as possible as anything. Yeah, exactly. As possible <laughs> yeah. as anything. It really could be. Yeah. Uh, so, so who knows what's going on with 
with any of that. But, you know, you, you brought up uh, vampire children. What's going to go on with the vampire children? How does, do you think that the Ten Commandments killer, is that going to intersect with what's going on over there? Or do you think that the Ten Commandments killing storyline is going to be completely separate from the vampire? Well, they had a little bit of, over- oh, well, I guess they had overlap with uh, Gaga's children, with Ren. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to be separate. And then we have, like, Gaga's demon baby, like Countess's demon baby is, is somewhere in here, too. There's just a lot. And there's not that many episodes left, are there? There's, like, three episodes left? No, there, there's three episodes. I think there's two episodes before the mid-season break, and then there will probably be. I think it goes to thirteen total. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. So we've got we've got about we've got about like five episodes left. I think. Oh my god! That's uh, a lot. But it fe- it feels like we ended an act. It feels like the first act is over. The Ten Commandment Killer stands revealed. Yeah. Uh, and now the question is, you know, where where are we going from here? Lo was kind of our normal protagonistic uh, type of character. The, the, what do we? The, the Dermot. Yeah, he was the he was the Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Now he's gone like the Dylan. season two Dylan McDermott. Yes, exactly. That's so. Where do, where do we go with him from here? What, what what are you predicting? Is there is is there any redemption for this guy? I mean, I think you're right. I think he finishes it in some stunning you know thing. Right, the last maybe the last kill is a vampire kill or something, and then he dies and gets to spend eternity with um, uh, Sally. Yeah. So you think that it's that simple? Uh, no, <laughs> you know, like, how do you predict? What do you think? Well, how do you predict forward with this show? No, you know, like, what? what it's impossible. Yeah. It's really, it, there's really no use. I mean, there's no, there's no cops to hunt him down right now. They're going to have to introduce right. They're characters. all the cops are dead. Yeah, except for Teabag from Prison Break, uh, Prison Break, my boy. Um, so he could be the guy, but I don't know. I don't know who busts this up. Uh, that's why I'm looking at Liz Taylor or Will Drake to step up and do something interesting here. Yeah, it's got to be well. Well, we saw next week, right? Ramona Royale and um, Matt Bomer come come blazing back into the hotel. I like that. The next two episodes are called "She Wants Revenge" and "She Gets Revenge." Oh wow! I mean, Ramona Royale is like the shot of like crazy that this season needs. You know, she, I I need a little more of that. Yeah, I, every time she's on screen, and this that's what was great about this episode too. It's like great actors playing ridiculous characters, right? We had Wes Bentley and Evan Peters, just like each of them being crazier, like trying to out, out crazy the next, and like that's what this show has to be. How much did you like it when uh, when when he's when Wes Bentley's explaining to his 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 cop friend uh, all of the ways that he was actually the Ten Commandments? Yeah, killer? The cops like, no, you've just been having a hard time, man. Yeah. I know you. You're not a killer. Yeah, you're a good guy. First off, this guy was sleeping with Lo's wife. You would think that he would just be like, all right, let's lock him up. Wait, were it's they easy. actually sleeping together? Uh, it's they got coffee. Be. I thought they just got coffee, and he freaked out. They about just it. got coffee, and that was and it. And they, they like there was a little bit of sexual tension. Oh my god, that was my that's... read because it was covered thy neighbor. His sin was covered thy neighbor's wife, not adultery. Wow, that's a lot to take your friend's gonads over. You know what? That's one of the commandments, man. The commandments were tough. You just got to do it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, that's. I wouldn't mind be John Lewis' friend. Yeah. Uh, but but I I really loved when uh you know he he keeps having to explain things and he's like but you said you saw some guy at this thing he's like it was a projection of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. His explanations got more and more crazy. Like it, it was. Well, you know, if you came to me and said that hey I'm a serial killer. Um, and you'd buy it. You would believe it. Well, with you, yes. But like someone else, I guess, like if they came to me, if some, some, someone not as uh, crazy as you, and they said, I saw that, you know, they, they had been chasing this person who they'd physically seen, and then they were arguing that it was just a projection of themselves. I, I guess I would, I would go with, it probably was somebody else, not a projection of yourself. 
but I just thought it was amazingly silly that it was like that's that was the explanation. Yeah, it's just it's just this projection of me. Yeah, I mean he's yeah exactly yeah yeah it was good. I liked it. Uh, so I don't know. I mean that's pretty much the episode. It was really just like let's t- we let's start off by telling you this thing that you already know. Yeah. And then let's tell you a lot of awesome things about it. Did you like the aura? Did you thought? Did you think that was cool? I can see auras. <sighs> no, although it kind of worked. I would have liked to have seen the aura. Yeah, I mean it worked because he's from the 1930s, and like like he said, it's like it's from that like that world of like spirit chasing, right? Like he had like a photographer friend who could photograph auras, and it was very like thematic for that character. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess he's a ghost. If he can see auras, that's cool. Um, I just hope that this means a lot more James March on my TV now. Now that now that March and Lowe are simpatico, I want a lot more. But it does seem like every episode is it's completely disconnected. You know, there's no these storylines like kind of coexist, but they don't really overlap. There's not a lot of yeah. I mean, what well, what else does March have going on right now? He's you know, it seems to be like this was his thing. He also obviously he still wants to get down with the Countess. The Countess doesn't really want that. The Countess has Will Drake in the mix. Uh, we've got some people who want the Countess dead. You can see how these things are going to weave in and out of each other. Potentially, I think they're going to weave. That's it. They're not. They're going to weave, but they're not going to like overlap necessarily. Um, or come together. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole he he, he was like going to take Finn Wittrock one under his like under his wing, and and that sort of never didn't work out at all. What was he going to do with him? He was going to he was all he wanted him to be a serial killer too. Remember, he had that whole thing about like the hotel has not like lived up to its potential. But he just has like a, that's a side project. Like that's not the main album. That's yeah. like uh, just like a couple of covers that they're doing as like a, another band. Well, it's interesting that he didn't want to kill anybody in the hotel, right? Like this project had to be removed from the hotel. Well, that's great because the things that they're doing to these people are truly, truly awful. And I don't want to see those ghosts. Around. Right. Like, I don't, that, I don't want like a, like a of like, yeah, I don't want a ghost without the his, dongless, his, the dongless ghost. Yeah. I don't want the dongless ghost. We already have one of those with the addiction monster. Yeah. He, well, he's got like extra dong. He's got like sharp dong. Yeah. We don't, he's got like evil weapon dong. Yeah. Uh, I don't want the guy without the tongue. That's gross. Yeah. I don't want him without his eyes. That's nasty. Kill him somewhere else. Well, I like that. And he, didn't he, and he had to get other, like, so like the evidence was faked or he had like, there were other eyes in, in his evidence. Does that mean he killed someone else for their eyes? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is he killing? Yeah. It's not like you go to the evidence room and like fudge eyes. Yeah. But, but low, like he, he really, he's, you know, Hammurabi style, you know, eye for an eye. He wants, he wants the purest form of justice. Yeah. So that seems like that would be unjust if he's just killing some rando for their eyes. Wait, was the pedophile actually a pedophile? Like, I didn't quite put that together because didn't like someone didn't say that together he either, was not yeah. a pedophile? And then Lowe says, but he had other, he did other crimes. And it wasn't ever clear what the other crimes were. It was like owning a, a Oscar statuette. Yeah, that was that was a problem. I think that he was he was a jerk bag Oscar blogger. There was there was that, and maybe March didn't like that. Maybe he insulted one of his favorite films. Yeah, uh, but he did come to the Cortez with a boy. So what's the explanation? Well, yeah, for that? it seemed you know? like pretty clear that he was a pedophile. That's what I don't get. Like like because the, the his the detective friend was like, we figured out he wasn't the pedophile. Right. Well, maybe he had forged. Uh, he had he had tampered with that evidence yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So John Lowe, I don't know. Real, real monster. This guy. Do you like, I, I like self-actualized John Lowe though. I, I'm, I'm glad that he's not going to be second guessing himself all the time now. Yeah, I agree. And it's more like seven esque too. Like you, you want the killer to really be, you know, knowing their own lunacy, knowing their own lunacy. All right. Anything else or should we wrap this? This was good. You know, it was a pretty straightforward episode to your point. And, but it, you know, a great episode, a fun episode. I'm, I'm in, you know, I loved last episode. I like this episode. I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm officially enjoying the season. 
All right, let's see what happens next. Next week is She Wants Revenge. Uh, hashtag time Murphy Chlorian. That seems good. <laughs> Murphy Chlorian. Perfect. Murphy Chlorian. Yeah. If you could spell it. Yeah. C- I think there's a CH, right? It's a CH. I believe there's a CH in there. Okay, so hashtag Murphy Chlorians. Tweet that our way. Steven's at Stephen Fishback. I'm at Round Howard. We'll be back next week with another podcast about American Horror Story. Until then, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.